0: I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the
1: demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie, which has been instilled into you from previous trauma.
0: And I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of
1: who deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. Welcome to another episode of Men In Your Life Unapologetically Human. I am Dan. I'm Brady. You hesitated there for a second. I, yeah, like, you, you I, had
0: to remember who you were.
1: <laughs> no, I had to stop from laughing. This is two weeks in a row that we've done this shit. <laughs> you fucking distracting the hell out of me. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> What's going what on? I say dude? I'm pretty.
1: Yeah. Well, you're something, all right.
0: <laughs> oh, nothing, man. I'm. Uh, I, I, things are things are good. I mean, I've, I finally got a decent settlement offer from the insurance company for those of you nice. out there t- my car got totaled because apparently i wanted to be more of a boat than a than a, <laughs> than a car um ran into ran into some standing water on the freeway um it was it was just bad got water in the engine totaled you know all that wonderful shit that was a few weeks ago uh, too all right yeah but that I was o- th- over 30 because i had to turn my rental car in yesterday <laughs> oh my god it's been 30 days yes Yes, I no, had the I rental. I had the rental for 30 days, and uh, that's all I'm covered for on my insurance. They dragged their feet, so now I'm I've got paperwork to fill out and mail out, and then I can actually get money. So what, so what do you do now? Um, do you have a vehicle. Well, um, trying to get some sun on my legs. I got to show my legs and, and you know get down to work somehow. Um, no, it's no. We have the we have the Explorer. Um, probably going to have to take a bit of a financial hit on that because of the uh, gas mileage. It sucks, but it is what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the Explorer and my wife will, will not have a vehicle for hopefully just a week. Uh, luckily the, all the paperwork and stuff I got to, I got to print off tomorrow at work because I don't have a printer at home. Um, but all the stuff I have to print off, fill out, scan, send all that wonderful stuff. Um, Tomorrow, if I can get it done early enough and get it out in the mail early enough, it's local—the hmm. place that I have to mail it to. So it should only take a day, maybe two. Nice, nice. that's not bad. I'm hoping that by this weekend, I'll be—I'll be looking and buying a vehicle. I'm—I told—I uh, told my wife um, that I may be late coming home a c- couple of days this week, just because if I find a car somewhere that I want to test drive before this weekend, I'll probably head out and test drive it.
1: There you go. What are you going to lo- What are you looking for? Like what are you looking at?
0: Uh commuter. Um I would like a sedan commuter. Um something that if I had to, I could put the kids in for for a trip. There you go. Uh, but you know, it's it's hard to have a car with somebody my size because even especially I mean my size, I I to the seat all the way back. I have to. Um There's not usually I don't a I don't think
1: I don't think compact cars were built for uh, a Yeti, so.
0: No. No, I, I've, I, I'm I, going through all kinds of, like, ads and stuff for cars. And there's there's a lot of, like, Fiats, Mini yep. Coopers and stuff out here. I just laugh and move on.
1: But you do this. put your head through the sunroof? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that photo of the Miata?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Jesus Christ, uh, you were taller than the windshield. <laughs> I was. I was. I was able to see. And we had people rolling on the drive, and it's less than a mile from the rider rider to uh to our warehouse, and it was less than a mile, and it yeah it's <laughs> I was looking left and right and stuff, and people oh, were looking at god. me like, what are you doing in that clown car? It's
1: <laughs> hey, oh else?
0: my god. We so, uh how, how about you? How you doing? How's how's the uh, baby watch? The baby. We are
1: um what's today's date? The, the sixth so we are due dates 11 days 17th
0: nice so anytime really
1: so basically yeah we're in that we're in 38 weeks so we're in that window of could happen at any time so
0: awesome hopefully not tomorrow and you got your bug out bags and all that stuff
1: yep yep i gotta put together like a little bag for myself where they close but my problem is she's taken
0: care of that's all yeah
1: yeah well the problem is is that you know our washer died a couple weeks ago so the they're coming with the warranty tomorrow to fix everything, and I, everything that I own is basically the things that I wear on a daily basis to work, which is basically three pairs of dicky pants and the same flannels and t shirts. So it's everything's dirty. So I don't, I, you know, at this point, I'm just gonna bring shorts and flippies and you know, whatever shirt I can get, but I need to put that little bag together. But we got everything else, I got like the diaper bag ready to go, car seats are installed. Um, Got wife a new car. Um, I saw that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we fucking got rid of the jalopy Dodge Dart that kept dying on the highway, and got ourselves a 2018 Honda Pilot.
0: So I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of the darts for sale too.
1: Yeah, don't do a dart. But the Pilot, <laughs> but the Pilot is sweet. I'm not gonna. That thing's got a lot of room in it.
0: It's. I awesome. drive 80 miles round trip.
1: Do it. Yeah, don't do.
0: Well, I mean, the Pilot's not bad. Pilot's got what 22, 23 mile mile per gallon.
1: Yeah, but I think what uh, on the highway it's getting like, I don't know, close to thirty. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this: with the gas prices, we filled her car up for like forty-four dollars the other day.
0: What are gas prices out there?
1: Uh, like three sixty, three fifty. Yeah. What are yours? Four twenty, 420,
0: four twenty-five.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I would I would not be driving the pickup at all at that situation.
0: Oh, I no, can't I'm remember
1: getting... the I, I can't remember the last time I filled up the truck. By the way, like it's been a while.
0: Oh yeah, no, I uh, I, I get maybe like negative three miles to the gallon in the in the Explorer. Jesus, um, it, it it burns fuel just parked. Um, it's terrible, man. <laughs> <son>. It's, I, <laughs> I mean, but no, I I probably get twelve to fifteen. Uh, with that's, the explorer and i drive 80 miles around a round trip to, That to that's
1: a, that's about what i do too mine it's 41 yeah. to work and 41 back but you know two and a half hours in traffic on the way back is
0: see i'm lucky enough i get off early enough to where it doesn't matter uh, yeah. i i don't catch i don't catch the real heavy traffic but i mean i fill up two to three times a week three times most of the time. Three, because you know we also use it to to go up to my in laws house to do laundry because we don't have a washer and dryer. I mean it's a small place. Yeah. Cool. Um. But, and that's a you know forty five fifty mile fifty mile round trip. Um, so, uh, But that's only once a week. But so we we fill up about three times a week and and at a 20, 20 gallon tank. Um. It's uh. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm going to be pushing. 85 to 90
1: dollars a fill up right now god damn I put, yeah. like, I put like 60 in the truck and barely get half a tank
0: yeah i'm uh i'm i'm hoping to how big of a do you got
1: a dual tank or something what no it's just that cause it's just fucking gas man good lord yeah it's yeah, fucking no, expensive I, in the city
0: oh yeah oh yeah don't don't get me started on how much it costs in seattle it's like 4:30, yeah. 4:35, 430, something like that. It's, yeah. it's bad. Now if I get gas down where I
1: live, which is which is like you know the southern 95 of Virginia, um, we get the gas. I, you probably I don't know. Yesterday we saw like 2.99, which is probably the best that I've seen. So yeah, like it, I fill up down here and just get what I need to get to get home if I need to get gas. But yeah. I try not to get gas up there. Especially not at the same because it's the same gas station that the BMW tried to go home with me, and uh, oh nice! That now I got PTSD every time I pull into that motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> god forbid a compact car comes up behind
1: you. Oh my um, god!
0: But no, and that's you know that that's the that's gonna be the hard part this week. I'm hoping it's just the week though. Um, I'm hoping because I mean I'll do whatever I need to do to to get a car this weekend if I yeah. get, if I get money. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna go. I am gonna do a little sacrificing. Uh, you know, everybody knows we're trying to get into a house. And, yep. And uh, so I'm I'm getting a decent settlement for the total. And uh, so I'm I'm probably gonna go a little less this time. Um, be I, I'm I'll be willing to sacrifice some of the miles. Um, I, I wanted to stay under a hundred thousand. I'll go a little over now. Uh, but if we can pay off the credit cards um, using whatever's left over, um, I can actually apply to get pre-qualified for a home loan. Um, hopefully, before the rates go up. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I mean it's it is what it is, and and it sucks. I really liked the vehicle. Though I had a 2017 Hyundai Elantra. Oh, loved that thing. <laughs> it was actually it was actually a really nice car. I really enjoyed it, but. Uh, I, I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit on the, on, on my end to, to, you know, better my family. So, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: Well, you know, actually it's funny that you bring that up because, um, it, it's a good little, it's a good little tie in to what we're going to talk about because today we're talking Don't about, get bro- out
0: with, are yeah. you done talking about how your the last yeah, couple of weeks I'm went done. for you? Are I'm you, done. You, I'm are good. Sure.
1: I'm good. We'll bring it up later. You need later. a hug? You, you need we'll a bring it up later. No, okay. I need some more bourbon, but, um. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, we, uh, all right, fine. You want to, we'll talk about work. Work has been yeah. work. All right. So moving on. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but, is, um, I mean, everybody I, get all that. Yeah. Yes. See, you, you get all that. I'll send you the uh, syllabus and the pamphlets after this. I'll send you all the literature. <laughs> um, I mean, well, if you, I mean, that's kind of part of it, part of it too. It it's is. just, cause it we're is. talking about growth and I mean, and it's not just like, we're not talking about just, you know, minimalizing the subject of growth. We're talking about like growth as a, as a person, growth through mental health challenges, growth through, uh, you know, child stuff, you know, ch- growth through being a parent, growth through being a, a father and a son and, you know, a husband and, you know, being a friend and even growth in your, you know, work environments and financially, you know, like people talk about growth, they just think about like how I'm growing individually you know personality wise right or moral yeah, wise ethic yeah, wise your,
0: your world your world right. is growing with you that's, right. the that's, world i think grows. I, I, I don't think people really recognize that and i'm not talking about just you know the earth or humanity as a whole i'm talking about it you know in your world in your your own little sphere you know your everybody around you is growing too you you drop friends not yep. necessarily on purpose but you know you that, drop friends yeah. you get new friends you get you know you drop family members some people do. Um, it, it's It's just one of those things that you know it, you don't realize beyond the personal a lot of the times how much growth you're actually achieving.
1: So let me ask you this. let me let me let me start this off with a question. what does what does growth mean to you?
0: I mean, since we talked about it beforehand, I probably would you know if i'm I would probably have a different def- definition if I were to include that. But before our conversation, before the before we started recording, I would probably say just personal growth. You know, I've been through, you know, I've been through this or that. And, you know, the stages of my life that I've that I have uh, gone through good, bad or indifferent um, has caused me to become the person and the man that I am um, good, bad or indifferent. Um, So I feel like growth is growth can best be summed up as, the spiritual mental or physical changes made throughout your life
1: i like that that's pretty good i like that i like that you happy with that answer i am yeah because you mm -hmm. said you said you would have had a different answer before we started recording
0: i I was trying to be more honest because before we started recording you know that probably would have been my answer
1: so what's your answer now before i give you mine what's your answer now (sighs)
0: Well after after discussing it a little bit I feel like um it's it's not just yours like like I just said you know it's it's the growth of you and your immediate community immediate immediate surroundings throughout the years based upon your decisions and your spiritual movement your emotional movement mental movement That's
1: pretty good I like that I like that I mean you just you're trying to be honest, but I mean, let's yeah, let's be honest. It's who gives a shit if it's before we record or if it's after record? I mean, your perspective changes, right?
0: yeah, and and perspective can change in a matter of minutes,
1: right. so let me let me tell you what I think my definition is, and let me see if your perspective changes, okay? Um, and for some of y'all, I've been trying to get better at taking notes, so I'm not stumbling over myself because a lot of things that I want to say, and it kind of just like, you know, they go off on their own little fucking world in my mind sometimes, and I just fumble over shit. So, um, if it sounds like I'm reading, it's because I am, because I wrote this shit down because I'm trying (laughs) to get better at this motherfucker. All right. So, uh, for me, I said, true growth to me, is being mature enough to call yourself out. It's being tired of your own shit. If you sit down and take time for yourself, you can literally feel yourself moving towards the next chapter of your life and ending the chapter you're currently on.
0: I like that. I do. It's, I mean, yeah. And you can view chapters differently, whether it be, you know, Age you're growing or work you're growing. It's it's everything has its own little chapter. So yeah, right. no, I like
1: it. I think part I of like up, it. I think part of growing up, you know, everybody talks about uh you know, you you get faced a situation and you have like an option. You can either let it like take over or you ha- you move on from it, right? But I think everybody forgets about the part where you can actually sit with it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting with it. So like when you're a kid in high school, and you're going through changes and you're trying to figure out your next steps in life you get faced with situations you know you get faced with friends and pressure of doing stuff of like uh well let's start pressure from friends too like peer pressure but then you have stuff from scholastic wise you're trying to figure out what schools you're going to figure out what schools your friends are going to where your parents want you to go where your teachers want you to go or your uh, coaches you know stuff like that and i think part of that is it I, especially at a younger age, and I wish I did this more at a younger age in high school was taking time to just sit with everything and letting it kind of just stew on its own. Because in reality, if you sit with it long enough, you're going to get out of your own head and you're going to listen to your, you know, listen to you and what, what you is saying and not what everybody else is saying.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, You know, when we're, we're not that much different in age, but we are a little different in age. And I can tell you that, you know, I did have the opportunity um, to to really kind of collect myself. I just didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I believe I've mentioned this before. We've got a, quite a few episodes, so I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, I dropped out of high school and uh, got my GED, um, mm-hmm. my good enough diploma. Um, I, uh, I, it, and it wasn't because I wasn't smart enough to to go through high school. I was just busy. I had my priorities all jacked up. I did. Um, I wish it was different. I, I should. I wish I would have, you know, stuck with sports through high school because I was pretty, pretty naturally athletic, like I've said before. And um, I wish I would have concentrated a hell of a lot more on my studies. I mean, it's not like I said it's not like I wasn't smart enough. I just didn't want to uh, put forth the effort. Um, and I can honestly say that came from uh, a lot of that came from quitting. You know, when I started mm-hmm. quitting in my life. Um, I think I, like I said, I've brought it up before it was, uh, you know, uh, I think the most poignant w- uh, part of when I quit was when I quit playing football mm-hmm. and I, I just quit or, or even right before that, uh, put, quit playing basketball for, you know, stupid reasons. Um, but I quit and it was okay. Well, like what What was the stupid reason? Um, they put me on the team because I was a freshman. They didn't put me on the team based on my skill, which mm-hmm. was crap. And it was pride, and I let pride get in my way, and you know, I was like, well, if you're not if you don't really want me on the team, it wasn't that they didn't really want me on the team. It's that they just you know they they were like, you know we we don't didn't have a whole lot of kids in our school <laughs> right right but but no, also it was just you know, oh well, if you're gonna you and I was late to to tryouts one day, so I mean, yeah, you you take a penalty for that yeah and so yeah i, I you know as a 40 year old adult i could look back and say yeah i can understand that you know they didn't they would have they would have cut me if they would have had the choice okay right right um Pride's but a i base, would have it? oh it is Pride's a and a then motherfucker. you know and then with football i just quit because you know it, it got it got to be you know too intrusive on my personal life hmm. which was crap i mean it is and you know it just got so easy to quit And I quit everything for years after that. So, yeah, no, I, it really is easy to quit shit isn't it. Like you can,
1: you can come up with like 99 reasons as to not do something, but you can Mm not come up with one to keep fighting. Like you said, like, like, uh, like high school, right. I was in the same situation, like with, with football and, and baseball. And I mean, mine was a little bit different with baseball. I, I, uh, tried like my fucking hardest, right. Like I wanted to be on that team. And I remember the first time I got cut um the coach fucking looked me right in the eyes and he said, "You know, um we like to run the bases a lot and I was a heavier kid, right? I was bigger and I was like, "Uh-huh." And he goes, "Well, you know, we feel like you might be a liability on the base path." And I said, "Uh-huh." And I go and our, he's looking at me he goes, "We we don't think you're quick enough." And I said, "Okay." And he looked at me he goes, you look confused. And I said, well, my only thing is, uh, why does it matter if I'm going to be able to hit the ball to the fence every time and drive in runs? I said, who gives a damn about me running the bases? The point is to get RBIs and score runs. Right? So he was like, yeah, well, he's like, we're going to go with somebody else. So I figured out, I found out who they took over me and I started laughing because I didn't think that this kid was as good as I was. And it turned out that Uh, they made a mistake and the coach tried to come back to me and get me recruited to come play again. And I basically told him to fuck off because I was like, if I wasn't good enough for you, then I, I'm not good. You're not good enough for me now. And I was like, I'm just going to go play somewhere else because, you know, like, obviously I'm not fast enough. Like looking at me, I was not quick. I was not what you would call blazing speed. I was a fucking push mower. Okay, like (laughs) I need a couple little pull starts to get me going. Right. But that was that was what I was growing up. I didn't give a shit about running the bases, you know, or not stealing. I mean, I could still get my doubles in and shit. But my whole thing was I'm going to fucking crush the shit out of this baseball and score runs like that's what I wanted to do. Right. But that wasn't good enough for them. But, you know, like in high school, you know, I think I think in high school, you you go through this thing where you slowly start to realize, and I wish I really wish people would tell kids this like early in age. And I wish somebody told me this shit earlier. Is you're as bad as you think you are. Um, you're really not the main character in everybody else's fucking world. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And that's a
0: big, and that's a big problem right right now with the with my generation with the with the way we've raised our kids. And honestly, our kids' generation. You know i mean we're 40 45 years old now um our kids are having not not we not like me me, not like me okay Okay. talking about like the the generation because technically you and i are, are technically part of two different generations but technically but you know we're still within a generation of each other and you know your generation, the way you guys, you know, in in general, I don't mean to make a sweeping generalization, but I'm going to anyway because this is my podcast, and you can deal with it. Um, but yeah, but um, the sweeping general generalization I was going to do is, you know, my generation, we we really started that, and your generation has carried it over. That you know, you know, everybody, I I'm a firm believer, everybody shouldn't get a drone. Yep. You know, um, I, I, I heard a comedian a comedian skit the other day about, you know, ladies, your your daddy's lied to you. You are not a princess. You are not and, and so which I mean, is bullshit because mine is is a princess, but right. uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's just we got the reality checks growing up that, yeah that really they don't anymore. You know, it's instant gratification it's there's there's very little reality checks i mean and then they get sent out into the real world it. hopefully they get sent out into the real world after college and they're moving back in with mom and dad which by the way is not necessarily a bad thing i moved back in with my mom at 34 years old but um uh, 30 yeah, 34 um but i moved back in with my mom at 34 years old it's not necessarily a bad thing that you know you uh, but they are being woefully unprepared for life, they're not going yeah. through the same stages of growth that we did. Mm. And I hate to put it that way because I've, I, you know, I remember being younger and having the older generation look at me and say basically the same damn thing. And, wow. I, and I would roll my eyes and I would shuffle my feet and I'd be like, ah, oh, whatever, old man. If and we thought we and, knew know, everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and that is definitely, that is a generational thing. Every generation thinks they know better than the previous generation. And they do to a certain extent. They do on certain things. You know, every generation changes, but at the same time, there are those core attributes that I think we've forgotten about. Yeah. Um. And yeah. and one of them is what we're talking about today, growth. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the the growth has been stunted.
1: When did you When did you uh, realize? When when did when did like life? decide to basically like just hit you in the face and you realize that, uh, I am not as hot of shit as I thought I was. Um,
0: well, I think it was me. It was, um, I was, I was heavy into some pretty serious drugs. I was heavy into meth, uh, for a few years there. And, um, I think it was the day that I, I went on a bender. I went on a, basically a month long bender. Um, I was jacked up every night, uh, getting just, just effed up, just, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, living on the streets and then I had a, had an apartment and then living on the streets and then I, I mean, it was just one of those things. And I believe it was the day that, um, I woke up after about sleeping for a couple of days and, um, took a shower, looked at myself in the mirror. And I could count every rib I had. Um, mm. I could. I was two hundred and eight pounds, which some of you out there made, oh, you were two hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, I'm six foot four and I'm three hundred pounds now. Mm. All, well, pushing three hundred pounds now. And I am happy with the way that I am now. Um, I might be slightly overweight, but I mean, Dan's seen me in person. I'm you know, I'm not fat, but no. I'm a little I'm a little overweight. Um, I'm just a big guy. Mm-hmm at 208 pounds i looked like a kraken i did Mm. and uh when i i and you know as cheesy and as corny as it sounds you know i looked at the man in the mirror and i didn't recognize him and that day i told myself i was done that day i mean i still smoked weed but um but when it came to the meth i stopped and i and i stopped immediately um and I think that and, and then going home, becoming homeless right after that and basically living on the street for I mean, I had couches that I surfed on periodically and stuff like that. But, you know, I did sleep on my fair share of park benches up here. And um, and it was, you know, I, I think it was it was the realization that, you know, you, when I finally realized that it was my fault. Yeah. Is when I realized just how bad life had been kicking my ass. That's a hard part, I, though. Oh, like gosh, actually,
1: a, was, like actually, like uh, recognizing that it is your fault. Because think of so many people want to play the the victim card, right? I mean, we do it oh, all absolutely. the time, and you do it yourself. You
0: do it with yourself. Yeah, we do, time, right? Yeah. We we don't we don't do it nearly as often as we did when we were younger and knew everything. No. no, 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 no. But we'll still play the blame game. And but the whole thing. But I think I feel like the big difference is, is and this is a whole other stage of growth, is you realize that you're doing it. And you're yeah. like, well. You know, it's, yeah, they can take some of the blame, but really if I hadn't done this or, or if I hadn't said this or, or if I had better prepared my, my, you know, my employees for, for success, whatever you're, you, I mean, and and that's the whole thing. It runs the whole gamut between life and work and and everything, everywhere in between.
1: Yeah. I think like as an adult, you realize, uh, I think one of the things when you realize that you are growing as an adult, um, when you look at a situation and you see like the outcome of it, right? Like a, a negative outcome, and you look back at it and you go, Well, if I didn't do that to begin with, or if I just did that to start with, then this wouldn't have happened. And then the fallout of that wouldn't have happened. And then this wouldn't have happened. And you realize, like, you know, this ending could have been different if maybe. I just handled the beginning a little bit differently. Like if I had just done this at work, then we wouldn't have been having this conversation. Or if I had just, you know, did what I said I was going to do at home, then I wouldn't have had this conversation. But you know, high school, you go middle school, you go high school, college years, adult years. Right. And you, all of those stages, you have one of those moments of at least realization. Like, Oh fuck you know like yeah. when you're when you're in high school you're going to have that realization moment usually like senior year i think for most people at some point right senior junior year you're going to have that realization yeah. like like i'm about to leave and start a new chapter of my life do i really want to continue being the person that i am if you're in a negative aspect or in a toxic situation do i really want to have that impact me as i grow as a young adult because that's going to impact you later on. You know, like, oh, listen, for all these that may not be in college yet, or you're going into college, all that shit, all that bad shit that you did in high school, the stuff that you got in trouble for, and maybe you got the cops caught on you, that shit's going to follow you into your professional years. So well, now is the time for you to eradicate all that stuff.
0: And it will eventually go away. <clears throat> I mean, it will. But, you know. Oh I yeah. Mean, as as a as a person, part of part of my personal growth is always like I said. I'm I'm very open. I have mm. tried to kill myself. I've been an addict. I've been homeless. I've been you know. I've made these poor decisions. Um, don't you you can't you can't ever let them rule you, but you can never forget about them. Yeah. Forgive what you've forgive yourself for what you've done in the past, but don't ever forget yeah. what you've done in the past to yourself, to others, to you know that kind of thing. Um, don't let it rule you. Don't let it, don't let it, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Don't do that. But, you know, don't forget that, you know, what it took to get to the, to where you are. And that was, you know, something I was going to say when you were like, when you were talking about, you know, if I had to make this decision, this wouldn't happen. well, the, I've always felt, not always, but ever since, you know, I've reached this stage of maturity, I guess you could say, uh, this stage of growth, I have felt that doesn't matter how far back you go and how many bad things you've done on the path to where you are now. Eventually, at some point, that path stops being more mistakes than than benefits and starts being more benefits than mistakes. I mean, if you push through it, and accept, you know, responsibility for your actions. Expe- accept responsibility for, for the things that you know has af- have affected your life. Either, and that's negative, or negatively or positively, because we, mm-hmm. as human beings, we don't like to accept credit for things we do, and we definitely don't like to accept blame for the things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, if you follow that road to its, you know, to its fruition, you you will eventually run into the positive. You will eventually, mm-hmm. and even go, and and it doesn't matter which direction you go. You go back, eventually you're going to run into some positive mm-hmm. if you let yourself. And that's, you know, yeah, you know, middle school, high school. I went to three different high schools in three and a half years. Um, and I don't blame anybody, you know, for that. Uh, I wanted to move in with my dad. Um, my mom did not want me to move in with my dad. And looking back, it, probably, it was probably a mistake uh, at least scholastically, it was probably a mistake. Uh, but I, I, I believe I benefited from it in a lot of different ways. Um, especially as I've gotten older, you know, I've, 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 I've reaped more of the benefits of it than when I was younger and, and when it was, when I was supposed to be benefiting from it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different stages of growth. What about you? When, when did you finally realize that, that, Life, I'm trying to put it, kick my ass. Yeah, (laughs) when did you realize that life was kicking your ass and you could do something about it?
1: I mean, I don't know, man. Like, uh, well, let me let me touch on something real quick because you said, um, you've actually been a really big component about leaning and learning from your past, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you the past makes who you are, right? Um, it helps and yeah. I think I think there's actually something to be said for that because there is definitely a difference between Forgiveness and forgetting, you know, you can you can forgive your past and then still learn from it I think the hard part is when people try to forget Everything in the past because you just car carp car now compartmentalize it and then that shit comes back later on You know forgiveness is just you dealing with it and finding a way to to you know, move on you find closure Forgetting it is just packing that shit away and not ever dealing with it again, which is what we're fucking guilty of doing with a lot of stuff in our life. Oh, with a lot, yeah. But, uh, okay, so to answer your question, I mean, fuck, I don't know, man. Like, high school high school was rough. Um, some of it was, probably a majority of it was my doing because I hated the world and I didn't get along with a lot of people. And, you know, you can ask, you know, even like Adam, like Adam, you know, we went to high school together. So you could even ask him where I had, I tried to do this thing where I wanted to fit in, so I would try to fit into certain groups, right? And that didn't always work out. So I would kind of revert back to just being me, and being me apparently was not um, socially acceptable for a lot of people, because I didn't get along with a lot of people. So there were certain people I did get along with, like Adam, you know? And we know Adam well, he's he's a goofball, he's, an, you know, he's a dork, he, he's a funny guy, he's a good guy, but- Love it, Adam. It, people would not associate that with uh, like that kind of group of friends would not look at me and associate that as compatible, right? Because I was just quiet. I was a loner. I decided that I was tired of trying to please everybody else and I was just going to do me. Right. So obviously that leads into some things. And then college, uh, you know, my college years, I went to community college and I let's be honest, I fucked off. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't want to go. Um, I'm not a college. I'm not book smart. like that's just not my thing. School was hard for me, and that was, you know that that piles on to other issues on top of that. But um, I think one of the big moments was for me to grow up was probably, oh man, I don't know. I think it was probably um shortly probably shortly after my brother died where like where it really hit me where it was i was heavy drinking and one of the first times i had ever like overslept through an alarm to go to work because like i didn't miss work like work was a thing that i could always focus on that was a that was the the common dom- denominator for me it was the repetitive you know because i'm a, i'm kind of like a um what's that what's that fucking word um not repetition got it, got it sort no <laughs> no not repetition it's like uh uh um, Your habit. yeah kind of like i have my routines there we go that's what i'm looking for i'm a routine guy everything is the same and um that was one the one routine for me so that when i realized that one day that i uh fucking overslept by like six hours like it was bad um i dude i fucking broke down because i'm like where the where, where the fuck am i in life right now like i'm in my like early 20s And I drank myself to sleep and missed my alarm and I didn't go to work. Um what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like that was that was hard for me. And I moved out a little bit after that, and a couple years later after that, I moved up north to go chase a job, which was fucking stupid. And then I got led a bunch of bullshit about the work and it didn't turn out being what it was, so I had to make do with what I had and Um, it was not a lot. I didn't have a lot of money in my pocket. I was sleeping on, uh, Brian's couch at his parents' house and I was trying to make do. I was working multiple jobs and awful hours. And it got to the point where even like, you can even ask him about it. It got to the point where I like, I was, I turned it off. Like everything was just off and I just didn't want to be where I was anymore. So I made some moves. I, you know, I came back home and Probably not in the best way, but I was not in a good spot and I came back home and ended up luckily for me, you know, a couple months later I got this job back and I decided that I was just, I needed to refocus my mind and it helped, it helped a lot. But when you are I think the moment, like, you know, I mean, you with the drugs and everything, you have that moment where you realize like, what the fuck am I doing? Like you look in yourself That's in it. the mirror and you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And even now when we get older, you know, I, when I was before I met my wife, you know, I'm watching people that I know, um, trying not to compare myself to people, but I'm watching people that I know just fucking flying through life. Like, you know, they're getting good jobs, making good money. They're, you know, doing all this stuff. They're living life. And I'm like, I'm just not in a position for any of that stuff right now. Like, I've got to grind at work to make money. Like, I know I'm not as smart as you guys. So, there's certain things that I'm really good at, and there's a lot of things that I'm not. So, I need to just focus on that. And, you know, that it is what it is. So, you work through it, or I worked through it, and I decided that, you know, this doing this lone wolf thing in your mid 20s doesn't always work out. And you kind of need people on your side. To help carry you through, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that.
0: No, no, not at all. And, but and then,
1: you know, but then, as you always know, somebody's always got some shit to say, right? So you yeah. always got the people who who decide to look down on you and be like, oh, well, you needed help, so you're you know you're less of a person, or you know whatever it fucking was, or you know like I've been blessed enough where. You know, my relationship with my parents as I, you know, getting older and everything that you know, that too gets fixed and they've always been there if I needed something, you know, I could be pissed broke and they would know that and I would not ask for money. And next thing you know, there would be a check laying down and be like, you need to take care of yourself.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, and, and everybody does need help at some point. You know, there's like I've always said, these cliche sayings are cliche for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if you've been able to make it through life with no help from any anybody at all, your whole life do, props. I mean, congratulations to you. But if you want to sit here and talk down and look down on me because I needed a little bit of help here and there, or shit, I, I, because I needed a lot of help here and there, then I mean, you can politely go fuck yourself and, mm-hmm. and have and have a nice day. Um, because that's I mean. I, I've I've said it before in this podcast, you know, I had this large group of friends here in Washington, huge group. I mean, we, we hung out, we drank, we had a good time just about every weekend. Um, played a lot of cards, you know, had a great time. Um, and they helped me through a lot of a lot of really rough shit. Um, you know, they were there through my divorce. They were there through my abusive relationship. Um, well, for the most part, that's kind of when it ended. Um, they were there for me even after the years that I spent in Texas with my ex, but I barely ever spoke to any of them. You know, I would see them when I would show up in town, but that was it. And I still had that relationship, you know, where, you know, I walked through their front door, yeah. I never not. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and so they were good, good friends. Um, then shit happened and, you know, I made a mistake and, and, you know, it is what it is. It, I don't think it was, you know, earth shattering, but apparently I'm wrong. Um, But the fact is, is now, you know, you you, you have those people that look down on you and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it sucks and it hurts, especially when they're the people, those are the people that, you know, you thought cared about you or did care about you at some point in time and you cared about them. And then they look down on you or they're like, oh, well, you're, you're screwing up. Well, maybe I am, but you know, it's, there's no reason to judge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit, I have written some people out of my life that can, I mean, especially after, after the drugs, they continued to do the drugs. I did not. So I had to write them out of my life. Growth. And, you know, growth. Exactly. There is, but there's a difference between growth and then just saying, you know, meh. There's a difference between growth and giving up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you weren't giving up on you. You were giving up on... Not giving up on those people you weren't giving up on you you were quitting on those people you're you're quitting that shit out of your life
0: yes and that's I where that's, i was getting at yeah, this this large yeah. group of friends was you know yeah they kind of quit on me first but i accepted it because you know it was it was part of my growth hmm. and that's hmm. something and, and i believe that's you know that there's that community aspect of growth where it's not just you personally Yes it does help you on a personal level but at the same time my community has gotten smaller my mm. sphere has gotten smaller and I and I have no problem with that I actually really enjoy that now but the fact of the matter is is you know part of growth isn't just you know my college years or you know my high school years or my decisions it's also the decisions of of those that I choose to have around me yeah. um I I probably couldn't count how many people that I've lost touch with over the years because of the growth of our lives. Um, there's, you know, there's a certain degree, I mean, it's not a massive degree, but there is a certain degree of admittance that, you know, that's one of, one of the reasons my first marriage didn't succeed is because of the growth of the two of us away from each other. Mm. But then there's, you know, there, there's a reason that, you know, my current marriage and, and relationship has worked so well. It's that growth toward each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> as it, it sounds a little weird when, when you start to think about it because it's a, it's very much a yin and yang Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy kind of a thing. It really is. Mm-hmm.
1: You gotta have, you gotta have a good balance, right? Yeah. You, uh, you want to, you want to take a break real quick?
0: Yeah, let's let's take let's a take, a take break. five
1: and let's yeah. take five. We'll be right back. We're gonna we'll grab something to drink. You'll probably grab something to drink, and you know, we'll drink and talk. And that's just what you we mean. do here. You know, that's what we do here. So, uh, men in your life, unapologetically human. We'll be right back. Welcome back, men in your life, unapologetically human. Taking a little little break there. A little break me off piece of that. Break, break, break. Little Kit Kat bar. <laughs> God damn, I haven't had a Kit Kat in so long. I don't know why. I just started thinking about a Kit Kat.
0: Yeah, they they weren't my my favorite. What the fuck's uh, wrong with you? I liked them, but I didn't. They weren't my favorite. I mean, yeah. my favorite just depended on the day. It was. Uh, I mean, I love watching McCallips. Um, I love Snickers. I mean, I actually, and to be honest with you, there was a period of time there, like pretty much my, my, the entirety of my 20s, I didn't really eat candy. Oh, yeah. I love candy. Yep. <laughs> I'd take, uh,
1: I'd take, I'd probably take, probably take ice cream over it all, honestly.
0: I can respect that. And I, I like think, ice cream. I do love me some ice cream. Um, Look,
1: it's just growth in just your free regular... choices. That's all it is. There we go.
0: There we go. But uh, I'm also you, 33.
1: Do do... I'm, uh, listen, I'm 33, and I still cut up hot dogs from a mac and cheese. So, I mean.
0: Then there's the stunted growth that we yeah. go through.
1: Listen, there there ain't nothing wrong with some hot dogs and mac and cheese.
0: I mean, I use, I, like, more more sausages now than, yeah, than hot dogs. Okay. Like an du- angelic sausages, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and dude, we have we have a uh, Ouli's over here, which is a mm-hmm. sausage maker. Oh man, nice. it's so good. so you delicious. know it's good. Uh, pull pork, pulled pork and mac and cheese mixed together. I mean, mac and cheese you could put damn near anything. Like the prime rib I made yesterday probably mm. would go great in a mac and cheese. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. Yes. Man, I'm fucking hungry. Like Look, it's, the, it's,
0: the, it's, it,
1: yeah, it's almost two o'clock here. I, I haven't had lunch. I'm fucking hungry. I'm about to.
0: Oh, good lord. I
1: know, man. The, I know you're about to waste cheese. away. Is it, is, I know I could afford to miss about two dozen fucking meals, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's Like I said, the last time we recorded, yeah, I want to start working out and stuff, which no, I haven't started yet. Uh, but don't ask me that question because I'll start asking you about all those doctor's appointments you're supposed to make. Um, but <clears throat> <laughs> but no, I, like I said, you know, yes, I do want to start working out. Yeah. If I, if I can stand to lose a little, lose a few pounds. Great. Um, but don't ask me to change my diet. It's not gonna happen. It's not.
1: <laughs> but like eating is
0: okay, we're not gonna go through that anyway. No, we're not gonna um, go through that again, Dan. I understand <laughs> I understand the the weight that that your diet is when it comes to you know getting back into shape. I don't 90% care.
1: kitchen, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Ninety percent kitchen. And I spend
0: 90, and I spent ninety percent of my adult years in a kitchen. So I mean that should count for something.
1: I spend ninety percent of the day in the kitchen standing yeah, right in front of the eating. fridge yeah right in front of the fridge so i'm with you on that i seafood, uh, seafood diet see it and yeah eat. Uh,
0: well All i'm right. in the fitness i'm in i'm in the fitness fitness taco in my mouth <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. i love tacos okay yeah. you know what we're we digress we're we're fuck we this way yeah. just went off the rails yeah, that, real that, quick that pretty much
0: that pretty much covers it we're
1: fuck. yeah yeah fuck well, we went off the rails. Let's let's circle back here.
0: Let's circle back. So, which, which right, I'm so, going to hear about that from my mom now. You know, dropping yeah, a couple of f bombs on this oh. episode. Now I'm going to. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm a bad influence. You're terrible. At... I blame uh, you. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I blame you.
1: That's... Hey, okay, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it. See, look, growth. I'm accepting it. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we took the break, you were talking about like your group of friends Now i'm not gonna i mean if you want to talk about the situation you can i'm not going to ask you about it because you've you've explained it to me before in pieces and i know it's a thing so if you want to talk about it i mean we can if you don't want to i mean i you know i don't care either way i know the story the people don't but um you were talking about how you you had certain friends as you were trying Mm -hmm. to clean your life up weren't really doing that and you got into a situation where you said it wasn't earth shattering but some others did feel that way and you come into this we come into this thing where i think people i think we need to normalize the idea that it's okay to quit people especially if it's not good for you like if it's not if it's not a positive influence in your life or your mental health i think it's okay to quit. Yeah, they, like, I think it's OK to quit people. And I know it's kind of sounds a little you know, selfish because, you know, it makes it seem like you're self-centered, but you're not. It's not like you're doing it for material reasons or you're doing it because you need to be, you know, the best person you can be. And if this person is not doing that or has the exact, you know, uh, uh, negative aspect or that negative effect on your life and where you want to go, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: No, and and I have no problem saying. I mean, it, the the short short story part of it is so. Me and a couple of the guys that I was friends with during this time, we all worked together uh, at a fabrication shop. And uh, one guy is very opinionated, very political, very all that stuff. And we and and ninety nine percent of the, well ninety percent of the things that that he talks about, we agree with. Uh, but he had something to say about a uh, about um, a veteran, you know. And nothing nothing overly negative, but I took it as a as a real bad negative. I couldn't I couldn't tell you exactly what was said, but I knew it had something to do with this guy was, you know, was in the Marines, this guy that said it that I worked with that was a friend of mine. He was in the Marines and he decided to quit the Marines in a way that is less than, you know, honorable in my opinion. Um, and I don't know the circumstances, he's never shared it with me, nor have I asked because it's his business. But I made a comment about that, about him going AWOL, basically. Mm. And um, and that was a low blow. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, and I did immediately. I mean, I realized, and keep in mind, this was a period of time where I was, I, it was rough. It was, it was a rough period of time. Um, but... This was right after I found out. That, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. This was right after I found out I was ha- I was going to have a kid. Um, I was stressed. I was tired. I wasn't getting much sleep. I was working two jobs. I was trying to do everything I possibly could to be prepared, knowing damn well I couldn't be. Um, I lived in a in a in, in a room in a house. Uh, it was just it was there was a lot of stuff going on, and I and you know not just, but I had get, recently gotten out of an abusive relationship that honestly mentally I was still dealing with. And, um, so it was, it was not the best time. It wasn't the worst time in my life, but it wasn't the best time. So, but I made the mistake and I made the mistake of saying something like that to him, which I should ha- shouldn't have. And I immediately apologized for it. And I knew he wouldn't take it because I know the guy, um, there is no forgiveness with him mm-hmm. and I've seen, and I, and I've seen it over the years. And, um, when I said it, I knew I screwed up as far as, you know, like, as far as, you know, I shouldn't have said it. Uh, but I did, can't take it back. Um, and he he basically told me to F off and I told him he was being a child. And, um, and then about, a, and then I quit that job, that second job, because I ended up getting promoted where I was at my other job. They offered me a promotion of more money and so I could make ends meet, I guess. But I mean, it still wasn't gonna be, you know, co- cohesive with a family but you know it was something at that point in time so i didn't have to continue killing myself with two jobs um and you know about a year later i actually went or i i texted him because i still had his number texted him and i I asked him i was like hey can we can we talk can we try to bury the hatchet um he he proceeded to tell me to f off again and i was Mm. like okay well and at that point in time that's when i wrote him off and he's kind of the the main guy in this group of friends and i didn't want to cause any issues i didn't want to cause any drama so i was just i was like okay well i'll, I'll just i'll go away mm-hmm. i mean and that that was both for my mental health and the fact that honestly i i'm not going to cause any drama because my best friend uh the best man at my wedding he's he is part of this big large circle circle of friends and i was like you know I went I, I saw this guy again at a birthday party for my best friend, one of my best friend's kids, and I saw him again at the um, gender reveal for his for his now son. and it was uncomfortable both times. and I'm like, you know, I don't number one, I don't need to be in a position that puts me that uncomfortable with something. and number two, he's this dude is my best friend. He will never have to choose between me and this other guy because I mean, I'll come over and see him anyway. I, I mean, this is the first place in eight years, nine years. This is the first house he's lived in that I don't have a key. Mm. I mean, that's how close we are. So I know we're going to be fine. So I just removed myself from the entire, you know, the entire situation. Yeah. I mean. Growth. I mean, yeah, it, it's I mean a form, it, is. it is a form of growth.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is because, I mean, you know, sometimes doing that shit, you got to do – sometimes you do the hard shit so you can grow. It's not easy. I mean, I think everybody in life has gone through something like that where you had a group of friends where you have a falling out or you realize that this uh, friendship has kind of uh, plateaued and, you know, I'm trying to better who I am as a person and I can't be around this if I'm going to continue to – you know, if I want to continue to better who I am. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Cause it's not like, and I, I have those situations too. And I mean, and one of them was a friend of mine that I, I, you know, known for 10, 11 years. Right. And that was an abrupt ending of a friendship and I said what I needed to say and it didn't get received properly. And I, you know, I told him, I said, you know, at the end of all that I said, look, I said, you know, uh, I thought about this for a while. This is what I need to say. And I was like, if we can't have a civil conversation about it, then then there's no business dragging this out. And there was no civil conversation with it. So, you know, I let the phone calls and the messages go and I just didn't respond because I knew that if I did, it would be a whole fucking thing. So it was well, almost hit the reset
0: button with that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was just I said what I said, and I wasn't disrespectful about it, and I left openings for conversations, and we you, we went two different ways, and that was that, right? So yeah, it sucks because you know somebody for so long, and you build these core memories, right? But almost twenty years, yeah, and it's like you know, it, it's just it sucks. Like it, it you got to move on. You move from it, and it and it, it's okay for that shit to still sting but it does you know and it, sometimes it, that and happens whole thing. and that happens it does. you, know, you got to do some hard shit to grow and i think that's the you know it's not easy here, here, i think that's how you know that you're growing is that when you sit with that shit it and hurts. it hurts it hurts oh, yeah. that's how you know oh, yeah. Right? right
0: yeah i mean you, you remember growing up oh, well maybe you don't well maybe you remember yeah i mean i'm experiencing it now with my son and, and daughter and stuff growing pains yeah. You know, your bones are growing and all that stuff, and your joints hurt and all that stuff, and it, it hurts when you're when you're a kid. Well, it hurts just as much, if not worse, as an adult. Yeah. It's just it's not the bones. It's not your body that's growing well up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Growing out a little bit, but not up. Yeah. Um, but no, and and don't get me wrong. You know, it's it's one of those things that yeah, it's, it does still hurt. It does. Like I would love to, you know, shoot a shoot a text out. to to one of these guys. And and I'll be the first to admit, there was a couple of them that I saw at the cannabis store that I worked at. They came in a couple of times and, you know, said hi and all that stuff. And, oh, you should come by sometime. And, you know, it sucks, but I I just, I had to look at it and be like, no, that's not gonna happen. I appreciate it. And I, and I, I'll always have, have love for these guys. I really, I mean, oh, yeah. you also have to, you also have to understand, you know, I've, I've told people, I, I mean, I told my mom this, I told my dad this, these people were, were like family to me Yeah. because I don't have much in the way of family here in Washington. And, you know, so I kind of, they were my surrogate and it was really hard to let them go, but that's, you know, but that's another thing, you know, I don't get me wrong. And this is kind of a, another part of growth that it's not just, you know, don't, it's not just that it's okay to quit friends. It is also okay to quit just any toxic relationship, be a yeah. family, friends, anything like that. i was I'm not saying this out. was, family. I'm not, I'm not saying this was toxic, but honestly some of the most toxic relationships and I have seen it. I haven't experienced a, a like a, a full, a full on toxic relationship within a family, within my family. I mean, there there are family members I don't get along with that I probably should. Mm. Like, if on paper you're like, yeah, these are your sisters. Why don't you get along with them? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, family. You,
1: toxic, you brought it up, family. But,
0: but that, but family could be, can be some of the most toxic relationships that you have to walk away from. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's rough when,
1: when you know, mine early, I, you know, I'd say that we we've my dad and I have fixed things. Right. We've, we've, I don't think, I don't really know if there was anything to fix. I think it was just more. So we both need to realize that we were just being assholes, <laughs> you know, and there's that, yeah, you there know, and then, that. and then it it does kind you. I wouldn't say it does fix itself, but like, we've never had that conversation of like, Hey, you did this. And you know, as a kid and I didn't really like that. Right. It was, you can see him cause he's not, he's not that kind of guy. But you can see now that all the things that he's doing, it's like, oh, these are all the things that I should have been doing as a dad and my, you know, when you guys were young type of thing. Right. And I and I appreciate that. So I'm not I don't hold a grudge or anything like that, you know, but I think like you said, like toxic, you see that with people when it comes to their family. And you can't do anything about it looking from the outside in, right? But you can be there to support somebody. But I think what's hard is when that person – I don't know what's harder is when you see that person who doesn't realize that it's toxic or you they do know that it's toxic but they just can't get out because they keep trying and somehow they keep getting pulled back in. I think both both of that shit sucks equally.
0: I feel like that's a lot of uh, that. That's a perfect description, in my opinion, of, of a lot of abusive relationships, be it family or friends or, or, you know, or, or intimacy, intimate relationships. Um, you know, that, that, I feel like that is a perfect description for pretty much all. Um, I mean, it's a toxic relationship that either you don't realize is toxic, you know, oh, he just gets like this when he's bad, or she, I mean, I, I, I'm i very open in the fact that I was in a toxic relationship before before my, my wife and um, before the relationship I got into with my wife. And it wasn't on my end. I mean, granted, I fed into it um, when I got defensive and stuff like that. I'm not innocent by any stretch of the imagination. But it was a very toxic relationship. And, yeah, you know, you either don't know or you make excuses or you don't know how to get out.
1: I think that's something for a conversation for another time, but I that, that topic of males going through abuse and harassment now, you know, luckily we're lucky enough now where we don't deal with that. But yes. um, I think there's a lot of men out there that uh, they don't realize how um, how often that actually happens. It and common. how men, yeah, how common that really is and how you can relate to so many other people because of that. But I think that might be a conversation for a different time. Oh, I think that's,
0: yeah, that's, that's more of like a topic. So than, let me just a small conversation.
1: Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole fucking hour and a that's half. A whole worth. Episode, yeah. yeah. That's a whole thing. So let me ask you this and it may not have happened yet because I mean, let's hey. be honest. I think me, for me, obviously I don't, I don't think it's happened yet for me, but maybe we take steps towards it. When, When did you notice you were taking positive steps of growth with your mental health? Ooh. Um, Now let's, 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 let's break it down. Little things count. It was little
0: little things 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 count. count, Pebbles count. Um, But I feel like, you know, for, for a very long time, like I said, I blamed everything on everybody else, which is classic, especially for drug addicts and stuff like that. Uh, But I feel like the moment I, I feel like I can pretty much pinpoint. I couldn't give you debt time date, you know that kind of thing, but I can pinpoint what was going on. Um, I had a nervous breakdown. I, that, it was the day I burnt out of being a chef It really was. Um, it was I was in a bad relationship. I was in you know it was this, that and the other. Um, but I when I started doing counseling, for that and really looking within myself for where these snags were happening, where this, you know, why, why is it that, yeah, you know, 13 years later, did I finally crash and burn um, from the restaurant industry? And, you know, what caused it, what, you know, What was the straw that broke the camel's back um but after that session those few shots it was just a few because and i had the opportunity to go to 12 and i and i stopped i'll be the first to admit and i shouldn't have but i did uh but i had a nervous breakdown and when i started to realize that you know i couldn't mentally handle the stress of being in the kitchen anymore i kind of reflected that back onto my life saying you know i can't handle the stress of really anything right now mm. and that's when i started to really focus on the growth in my mental health you know and the funny thing is i was committed twice mm. in my 20s mm-hmm. uh, for trying to kill myself neither time did can i can i honestly look you in the face and tell you that was when i started to realize it wasn't but it was later on in my life. It was in my, you know, mid thirties, and I, I finally realized that my mental health had to matter. I made it matter because it didn't matter to me beforehand. I was more focused on everybody around me, be it friends, family, you know, romantic interests, whatever. Um, I was more focused on them and their mental well-being because I thought I had all my shit figured out and uh when it came down to it i think i believe that not only did i not have all my shit figured out i told myself that in order to hide amongst the shit other people were sharing with me yeah um yeah. so yeah i i feel like at that point in time after my after my mental breakdown um Being a chef and when I quit being a chef and started going to counseling I feel like that's when I really started to realize the the growth and stuff that was necessary When did I realize that the growth was actually um, Taking effect in my life when I left the abusive relationship When I was strong enough to finally get off my ass and say enough was enough No matter how much I may adore this person's child Or you know No matter how many excuses I may have made for the things that were done and said to me, or the things that I had done and said, um, it was it was time to to stand on my own two feet and and walk away. And I think that's really, and after that initial shock, because you're gonna go through it in, in, in some in some shock right after something like that. But I think after the initial shock, when I was able to look back and um and really, and and this was only only like a couple of weeks, you know, I could look back and say, you know, this is this is this is the start of just something so positive. And it has been. I mean, ever since then, I mean, look at me now, I'm, yeah. I, I've got a, I've got an amazing job. I've got a beautiful, amazing wife, beautiful children. Um, I mean, financially, I'm not I'm not set by any stretch of the imagination, but we're OK. Um, I don't have to worry about bills. Yeah. We live paycheck to paycheck, but I don't have to worry about bills. I know I make enough money to be able to pay them. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it has gotten to the point where my mental health, I can't remember the last time I felt this good. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Not a lot
0: of people, not a lot of people can say that though. No, and and there are times where, but the whole thing is, is I've also realized that you know there are times that my mental health is strained. Uh, for those for those of you that follow us on a weekly basis, that was one of the big reasons that we didn't record last week is I had a really really rough week um, mentally, and and a lot of it had to do with work, but you know I just it was, and um and. I, I wanna tell you, I wanna share something that I shared with Dan that really kind of shows you how rough of a week it was. Everybody on here knows how much my daughter means to me. She is daddy's little girl. I would do anything for this child. I would lay down on train tracks just to make sure she didn't have to feel an ounce of pain for the rest of her life. I was I started to get frustrated with her last weekend because all she wanted to do was climb on me and snuggle with me and and you know play with me. And and you know, I've never had an issue with that. But I was so mentally and emotionally drained that I kept picking her up and putting her down on the floor and telling her that, you know, daddy doesn't want to play right now and daddy's tired and and I let me tell you something, I felt like the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Because all she wanted, she's three. All she wanted was to play with daddy, and daddy did not have the mental capacity to play with her. And it was shame. I felt a lot of shame for it, but at least I realized, I realized it, and you know, I and I did, I, I did, uh, I, I did realize it, and I did work through it, and you know, I had a better week. It was still a stressful week and stuff like that, but. I think there was a week that the the week, week and a half there that it was that I, that drained me was because there are periods of time where I go through that it's hard to leave my shit at home at work, at the door at work and leave my shit at work at the door at home. And there are times, and there are, you know, there are things that I go through on both aspects that. I think that line started to get a little clouded and it just drained the hell out of me. And I was getting frustrated with my daughter and it was, and and so that's one of the, one of the big reasons that, you know, we, we didn't record last week is because mentally I was, I was sapped.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, I, I know, I
1: know that's upsetting for you. And I, I think I've known you I've known you well I've known you long enough and know you well enough to where I can say I I don't you getting frustrated like that, it's not a testament against who you are as a father. I think it's a testament for the kind of father that you actually are because it hurt you that much where you just wanted to give her those like five, six, seven minutes and you just couldn't at that time. And you were more yeah. worried about how she felt than you were about who how you felt. So I, I know you look at it where you said you felt shame, but I I think I think if you want to flip it and be positive about it, that's just a testament about the type of dad that you are, because you want to be able to give her those moments all the time. Not you know, and I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get like that too. Like I'm sure I'm going to have those moments, but I mean, it, you know, I I do I do know that sometimes you beat yourself up for a lot of things when you don't need to, because no. I think you want I think you want so bad for, you know for you to be perfect and be super dad, <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, you know, like we always say, life sometimes happens and I don't, you know, in, in a moment like that, dude, all you needed, you just needed a couple minutes, you know? And I know that was, it's a couple minutes longer than what, you know, you get with, you know, you get with Penny, but it's, it's you know, it's a couple of minutes that you needed because then by the end of the night, you regain yourself and you're back to being super dad you know
0: (laughs) so i try to be super dad absolutely um but and it's frustrating it's rushing i get this and 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 you'll get you're gonna get it even more here soon and i know. and 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 i'm not saying that in a negative way because there will be things that please you know two o'clock two o'clock in the damn morning you have you have a crying baby and you're getting frustrated and you want to let your wife sleep call me dude yeah that's i mean i got no problem with it. i've been there (laughs)
1: <laughs> see that so that is one thing that i think now you i think i don't think it's any secret that i don't necessarily do the best when it comes to trying to like take care of like mental health or like do like preemptive planning when it comes to my mental health right um i still you know like i still battle through shit like like, like even today there was an it, not today but uh this week there was an incident when we were at the baby doctor we were talking about like heights and roller coasters and stuff and the the uh, midwife was talking about how she did um skydiving, and I was like, "Oh hell no!" I was like, "Well, actually, actually, like, no, maybe I would do skydiving, but I was like, I'm not going to do roller coasters, and I don't do heights." And she's like, "Why?" I said, "Well, uh, I have more of a fear of falling and being mangled than I do of actually falling and dying." And she was like, "So you would rather, like." If you fell and mangled yourself, you'd be more afraid of that than you, like, actually dying. I said, yeah. I said, if I'm at a height where I know I'm not coming back, I'm good with that. But I'm if I'm at a height where I'm just going to mangle myself, I'm not good with that. Like, that's the part that terrifies me. And she was kind of like, huh. And I was like – and I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, ah, damn, that's a little bit fucked up, I think. But, I, you know, and it was just can one of- – I kind of understand it, though. Right. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want to be I don't want to be busted in a wheelchair. Right. That's not fair for anybody. So I'd rather just be gone in that sense than to be mangled. But there was other thing, too, where, you know, a handful of weeks ago, uh, actually a handful of weeks, uh, months ago, we were over at my parents' house and. You know, one of the things that my dad always, it's a joke, it's a running joke of my dad. One of the first times I brought Taylor over to the house, my dad was like, him and my mom were like fucking taking shots while cooking dinner. And I was like, what is going on with this? And I'm like, when did you guys start like being fun? And uh, he was like, hey, how you doing? My name Jerry. You want to take a shot? <laughs> and Taylor's like, um, What? So every time we come over there, I mean, you know, he's always joking about that. And my dad and I, we decided to go ahead and and take some stuff. And we were some kind of like Canadian whiskey. I forgot what it was, but he can't do bourbon, right? He can't do it at all. And he gets this like face that like sour. Oh, my God, my throat is burning face. Well, we took a shot and just fucking stone face. Right. And he looked at me and goes, that doesn't bother you. And I said, no, and I was like, uh, I was like, nah, I, not really. And he goes, why? And I said, I don't know. and I, I was joking, but I realized it didn't come off as I was joking. Um, I said, well, I said, when you're dead inside, nothing really bothers you anymore. And I, as I took another shot, and he was just looking at me, and I was like, wrong time for a joke, wrong time for a joke. But I mean. It kind of wasn't a joke at the same time, I guess, but I, it's it's like one of those, you know what I mean? And I'm starting to pick up on these little things now, where I joke about it and joke about it and joke about it, where I'm like, somebody's going to realize that these jokes aren't really jokes anymore, and I'm just joking to try to like compress things down, right?
0: Well, I was about to say that's a pretty common de- coping mechanism. Is, yeah. is You know, you you make you make humor, dark humor, out of the things oh, yeah. that you're actually going through.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, everybody, I think everybody battles their own way when you go through mental health sure. and um, you, you brought up something that, I mean, to me, it was, it was, it had, to me, it had a lot of impact. And it was when you're, I think you said something like, when you finally get up and you stand on your two own two feet and you realize mm-hmm. that. Right. And like, for me, that for me, that like that hits like that, that fucking hits for me because it, it, not a lot of people get to do that. Like even now, people still struggle with that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've mentioned it before where, you know, uh, my life that I have is great. Right. Like I love my life I, you know, my wife and what we you know the house and the family and everything about my life is great, but I'm not happy with me. And I think that's okay for people. Maybe it's not okay. Maybe that's just me making an excuse. But I think there, that happens. I think people can be happy with their life. They're just not happy with themselves. And I think that happens, right?
0: So, yeah, I think, and I and I feel like that's more common than than you might think.
1: And I was looking back at some stuff, and you know, every now and then, you know, those uh, memory things pop up on Facebook, right? Oh, I
0: hate those. Films. Yeah.
1: So there was, I guess, there's stuff now where you can like look back at like. I don't know maybe i just click something but like you know like drafts like post drafts i guess can save or you used to be able to do like notes or something like that i don't fucking know but um
0: yeah yeah we're talking you, you used to be able to write drafts and
1: yeah we're talking about you know we're, we're starting to talk about uh, when you realized you know how you started growing your mental health um, I used to always talk about it in reference to my brother and like people like, Hey, reach out if you're, you know, not okay. Or, you know, call these numbers or, you know, there's people out there like, let's normalize conversations. Right. But I never, I never talked about me. It was never me. It was always about other people. Right. Of course. And it was always an athlete spoke about it. Right. I was always sharing their stories. I was always, it was always some other people's stories. It was never my story. And when we were a couple years ago, we were living at the old house. There was a TV show that came on. And I think I mentioned this before. It's called like the five on Netflix. And if it's on there, people should watch it. It's a great fucking show. It's like a, a mystery drama thing, but, uh, there is a, a th- I'm not going to go through the whole thing again, but there is a scene at the end of the movie. It's like the last the end of the show. It's like the last 10 minutes of the final episode. Right. Um, the premise is basically the dude's brother went missing. They thought he ki- was kidnapped, and the whole time, he's been working with his brother the whole time and it didn't even
0: yeah. yeah
1: didn't even know that it was his brother. Like they had no idea, right? So what happened was he got abducted and adopted and all this bullshit. But anyway, so there was this moment where they the brother, um, the one that was quote unquote missing, was getting ready to kill himself and they went traipsing all through town all 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 the friends they finally found him in the forest right so him and the other brother having this that like talk right like you don't want to like don't do this like this is you know they're trying to have that conversation and hold on a second (laughs) Um, um they were having that moment where he was, they were kind of, like, coming to realization, right, and, like, life was hitting them, and I, f- I, j- I fucking lost it, like, I hit the floor, and, like, there was, like, sounds coming out of me that has never come out of me in my entire life, right, and it was one of those moments where, like, my wife finally had, like, officially, like, seen me break down before, like, we've talked about stuff, but she's never seen me, like, in that, and, I fucking lost it. And it was like that moment after that was when I started talking about more of my self and mental health and my issues and the things that I was dealing with and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, then we start nine months ago or whatever. We start this podcast. And that was a huge turning stone because it was something that I wanted to do for a long time. It was just trying to find the right person to do it with, which ended up being you. Right. And this all started with a fucking text message. So then that happens and now now I feel a lot better because we we try to do so much within that community. That's when I when we started doing the podcast and after I did the breakdown and all that, that's kind of when I knew I was starting to grow a little bit. But I still have these moments where that shit like fucking hits you because when I was younger, I didn't really have that positive friend base with people right i had friends that showed up to the house after the funeral that the, they were there right and they came up by for like the what do you call the reception or whatever the fuck you want to call that shit when everybody Wait, comes back or, yeah whatever right so but after that no i never nobody i i could probably count on my hand one time if somebody ever asked if i was good after after my brother died which was <laughs> zero right and i mean may, and maybe it's not their fault because i never talked about it i never brought her up with them so i maybe that's just blaming the wrong person maybe they're just blaming me because I probably if I brought it up I'm sure somebody would talk about it but even when I did bring it up nobody wanted to talk about it so you know I was when I was growing up and like battling the mental health or battling with the health you know I, I think now they're looking back on it I think people kind of need realize that you really need to worry about the people that pull themselves out of the darkness on their own because those people are built a little bit different like you develop the mindset of you know don't put me in a position where I have to show you like how heartless I can be because you may not look at me the same because I had to be heartless to survive like I had to get down dark to survive and you may not look at me the same because I had to you I had to die inside I had to kill the old me to rebuild myself to becoming the new me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, that, I mean, it, and it's very true. It's, you know, I, it, it's the people that have pulled themselves out from darkness that you really don't want to push too far because, you know, we've, we've seen it. We've seen the edge. We've, we've looked over it and we've waved and it's waved back. Yep. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that you never forget when you get there. Yeah, You never forget how it feels. You never forget how it see how it looks. You never forget how it sounds. I mean, every sense you every sense you have goes off the charts when you get to that point. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like those old
1: pirate movies, you know, when they, they hoist the flag and they're ready for battle. You know, like, so for me, when I feel it coming on, instead of like trying to go talk to somebody about it, I fucking hoist the flag and I'm fucking loading cannons. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking
0: do it then. Well, it's like that. It's I I mean, and I'm impressed it took us this long, but it's like that the meme that goes around. It's, you know, uh, some people may look at you and say that I am the biggest asshole they've ever seen. And some people may look at you and say, I have a heart of gold. Believe them both. I act accordingly. Mm. I like that. I mean. It's, it, it's, it's, it really is that simple. Um, you know, I, I have, I know, cause I've been told my entire life and I've tried my entire life to show that I do have a big heart and I do care about a lot of other people, but don't push me to the point where I don't care right. because that is a, that is a level of, of chill that you have never wanted to experience. Right. And it's like when your uh,
1: family asks you, how can you do that? And you say, well, when you're dead inside, nothing else really hurts. And
0: it's gosh. the people, it's the people like, like you, people like me, people like, I mean, that are all over the world. I mean, I'm not even talking about we're overly special. They are everywhere yeah. that have been okay. to the brink and have looked into the depths of the abyss and it's looked back. They've given it the finger. They've turned around and they've walked away. They can tap into that. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have. The, they if, see. It's those people that have no fear to go back and take a look because they know they've survived it. They know yeah. that. I mean, well, I I I saw it on, or I heard it heard it on TikTok. They have it all over the place on TikTok right now. It was something about never underestimate. Uh, or n- yeah, never underestimate the the power that a man that just wanted to be left alone yeah you heard that one yeah oh man uh-huh. and that's you know and and that's it i mean we we basically had to kill the old us to become the the people we are today but don't but don't think that we had we don't have the ability we may not have the desire but don't think we don't have the the ability to tap back into that right
1: you know it's like that that's that phrase i always like to use when people try to fucking poke at me it's always uh there ain't a damn thing you can say or do that's any worse than anything i've ever done or said to myself that's it just kind of look at me and i'm like yeah i say we want to go there we'll go there because you (laughs) know
0: i said what i said
1: yeah i said what i (laughs) said and they kind of like look at me and laugh and i said listen and, I was, you know, I actually have never told this story before, so this is going to be a first one. It's not really a story. It's just a thing. And I'm, it, so this is going to be a first one. And this might um, spiral into a new conversation for another day or yeah. you might end up pegging me offline. But um, anyway, so uh, I got into that kind of debate with somebody one time. And I said then I said, you know, it's not a damn thing that you can say or do that. That's worse than anything I've ever said or done to myself. And they kind of looked at me and laughed at me. And they're like, yeah, whatever you say. And I said, yeah, it is whatever I say, because I can assure you that you never sat there for two weeks, dry firing a firearm at your temple to prepare yourself to kill yourself. And he just mm-hmm. kind of like looked at me dead in the eyes. And I said, yeah, I said, we can go down this road if you want, but I promise you it's not going to end well. And that was it.
0: Well, and, bring and, it was that, light.
1: and that fucking look in his eyes. And he was just yeah. like, mm, Mm hmm. And he was like, OK. And it's funny because I've actually never had any issues with him since.
0: Well, and that's, you know, and, and some people, uh, some people will pro- may look at that and say, oh, well, you know, you're basically comparing dick sizes. No, you need, there are some instances and there are some circumstances where you need somebody to just, to understand, you mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I may mm-hmm. not have a degree, you and I, we, we freely admit this on this damn podcast, you and I, we do not have degrees in the humanities. We are not that's sociologists. That's not true, you have a degree we are in not, cooking. In the humanities, um, oh okay. fair enough. <laughs> we do not have a degree in sociology, psychology, psychiatry, anything like that. We are not doctors. We are, we, we just play we just play them on a podcast. <laughs> I stayed in um, a motel six no. last night. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but there is something to be said about about shared life experience and sharing your life experience. You know, it's it's the people. Honestly it's the people that don't have the degrees that can sit here and talk about these things. I mean, you you just broke down. I broke down for a little bit before you and for the record, this was not planned. Nope. These co- these conversations are not planned. We tried doing that. It doesn't work for us. Nah. It's not very um, good. <laughs> but exactly, it's not very good, but the whole thing is is it's the, it's the people like us that have been through been through it and are willing to talk about it and bring it to the forefront. Those are the people that honestly reach out to us. I mean, yeah. we've been there. We've we yeah. we know how it, we know how it feels. It's not a, and it's not an easy thing to do and it, and honestly, we will not make it feel better. Yeah. But we will but the 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 most important thing I feel like we can do as a community as a, as a as a mental health community is to let people know you are not alone. Yep. I you, you reach out to me, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and tell you life is all unicorns and rainbows. But I will tell you and show you how much you are not alone.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I try to stress um, is if you if you are a follower of our Facebook page, there's a nice little tab where if you go to community, you can post stuff. Right. You can ask questions. You can post things, articles, whatever the fuck you want. Right. That's the whole point of it. So uh, what I'd kind of would like to see people doing if you're in our page is to do that. You know, and our buddy Matt recently did that, and I yep. told him, and he asked me. You know, we were talking about, it, and I said, "Yeah, go ahead," because I think the what what you'll see is that if at least one person does it, then the rest <laughs> may see that it is okay to talk about these things. You know, nobody and, wants nobody and, wants to be the first. Nobody wants to be the first. You know, I mean, unless we're cutting cake, then I'll be the first. But um, <laughs> A greedy or, bastard. Does. Yeah, I know. I know. I, hey. Uh, the night that I proposed to Taylor, one of, Taylor's best friend took the burnt end portion of my brisket, like the end piece no. of the brisket.
0: They and asked for it first, right?
1: No, he didn't realize that that is like the money, the money zone of the brisket. He took you the end piece. Yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed. Wow. So you talk about greedy. <laughs> so no, I asked I understand. him, you I asked him, I'm that. like, how good is that? And he goes, yeah, it was good. And I said, uh, uh-huh. I was like, that section is supposed to be for me. I'm yeah, the one that you know. smoked that motherfucker, you asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but um, you know it's it's no, you're right. nobody wants to be the first. So you know we want people to reach out. and i've I've luckily, we've had people that reach out. And we yeah. have more people that reach out. And we hit over one thousand listens on our podcast the other day, which is fucking fantastic. Like I never thought we'd get there. We're averaging awesome. like fifty we're averaging like fifty five plays per episode. Something like that, right? Like it's fucking crazy. I'm happy
0: with that. I mean, I'd love to get bigger, but absolutely, I'm happier with
1: that. I'm okay with that. I always thought we were going to only be like three or four. So I don't know where the I don't even know 55 (sighs) people. So where the fuck is all that? Where are all the 55 people coming from? I don't even know. But Um, I I figured they were your friends no i don't know who these people are (laughs) i know some of them i don't know all of them but like i got people that you know they reach out on TikTok and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know that one video that i posted it's still getting attention you know what i mean so people reach out they talk to me and stuff which is great because that's the whole thing but you know the object of the facebook page is to build a community and let people talk to one another yes. so let's let's normalize the talking and we can you know see what throw we have to
0: throw, throw one of the, one of our favorite hashtags out there too because i've i've noticed Iron it, at least Iron on, well at least on like TikTok, tock like do men's mental health and stuff like that uh because that will actually reach more people and i yeah. i think facebook is the same way you put a hashtag men's mental health hashtag it's okay to not be okay that will reach A little bit larger of a community because of those hashtags, and I realize you know some of the you younger younger folk out there that might be listening are probably rolling your eyes, shaking your head, and saying, "Who's this old bastard?" Doesn't know this, (laughs) but I'm I'm new,
1: okay? I'm new. We didn't call we didn't call it a hashtag growing up. We also we called it no, it was a pound sign. God (laughs) damn, that's a whole another thing. We're not even going to start with that, but actually, what honestly? One of the guys that reached out to us like a couple months back from like Ireland or whatever it is, England, UK, mm-hmm. wherever the fuck it was. Every time he caught con- – like he'll do something. And he's got these cool videos on TikTok of him throwing axes and like full-length fucking axes, right? So I'm always like talk, – we're always talking. But every time he ends one of his conversations with me, it's always iron sharpens iron. That's awesome. That's I was like, dude, that's kind of cool. So it's always – he does iron sharpens – or he always – he says iron sharpens iron and then i respond back with man sharpens man and that's kind of like the little thing now and i'm like that's fucking badass but talking about you know like badass shit here we got um a, a guy that i've been communicating with on TikTok. he's a mental health advocate um he runs a bait shop he also runs his own um like side business where he does these like beads he calls them like panda beads but he does them for like certain things so he has like stuff for like uh, like dad and daughter or like mom and daughter and like suicide awareness and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. It's pretty fucking cool. But I am i don't want to talk about too much because um, we're trying to get him on and we've tried uh, this week he was going to come on but couldn't. Um, so he's actually going to be available next week, barring that I don't have a child next week. Um, he's going to come on with us. You can find him on TikTok at, uh, J Mike six. It's J M I K six. He's, I mean, dude, when you talk about like positivity, this dude just fucking like shoots positivity about everything. And it's fucking hard. Yeah. J Mike six, number six, M I K J M I K six, all one just shoots positivity. He's a fucking, he's fucking hilarious. He's a funny dude. I've seen.
0: I've seen some of his videos. He's good. He's, you know, and he's, he's very, you know, he seems very down to earth. I, I like, it. I like, I'm is. looking forward to having a conversation with
1: him. I, I told him that you were into fishing and he was like, well, good. He's like, I got more to talk about then. I was like, yeah. Yep. I was like, Brady's yep. the fishing guy. I was like, you'll be a to talk to But we got that going on. Um, and as you all know, I got a baby coming up. So sometime soon it'll be just me just being gone. So don't think I'm like ditching y'all. It's just me not being around because i have some things i need to deal with <laughs>
0: yeah you know like a you, got, you, got a, you got a small thing that you need to deal with this yeah, is thanks. no I, i'm excited i can't Thank wait man that. um i was just saying to to sarah the other day that you know I, I wish i i was in a position to where i could just drop everything and come out when i hear you're having a kid uh, man. i oh uh, man, I, I, man uh, it would be, be great it, it would be amazing um uh, but you know just know that i wish uh, i wish I, I i was there when it does happen and man I, I'm excited. I cannot wait. And I know we do this every time we record, but it's not going I'm not gonna stop doing it. I, I'm not gonna stop doing it. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited to to see and meet this little little girl and um and and see just how whipped you become over the years. <laughs> it is gonna be amazing because you are going to so understand though, because she's gonna be a daddy's girl. She is. I have no doubt in my mind she's gonna be a daddy's girl. She's gonna love her mama. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be very mm-hmm. much like her mama. But, she, but she's gonna have daddy wrapped and she's gonna know about it as soon as she comes out of out of that womb I'm telling you it's <laughs> it's funny because
1: we look at things we look at things now and I'm like oh we should get this for uh we should get this for um Madison and she's like uh, okay but or like it'll be like we should get this and I look at her and I go she needs this and then I just put it in the cart and walk away and she's like excuse me <laughs> yes I'm yes. like there's no asking there is just she no, needs this no. She, she, needs uh, she needs another flannel uh, T-shirt or dress or out of the 400 yes. that we already have. Absolutely, Yes, absolutely. She shakes her head every time. I'm like, I hope you know like that she's probably going to end up being more like me than you. She's like, no. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make well, sure her, it happens.
0: Be prepared. Her attitude, I mean, I don't know who she's going to look like, but her attitude is going to be more like your wife. I promise. It,
1: she better look like her, too, because that's the only way we can get away with this. If she looks but, like I mean, me... I don't know.
0: My my daughter know. looks like me, unfortunately. No, she's adorable, but um, she's better looking than you. She is very much better. Looking <laughs> than so apparently, I was I'm I'm very feminine looking. Uh, um, uh, I'm am kidding. Honestly, I mean, no, she's she is awesome. I I absolutely love my daughter, as you can tell. Um. And I cannot wait to meet your daughter. I really can't. I mean, that's it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's going to be she's going to be camping by the time she's nine months old. Though it's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, But you already know.
1: (laughs) You already know. I do. I do. Did
0: um, I tell you about the
1: chest carrier that I got for my birthday? Oh yeah, the tactical
0: vest. Oh yeah, Yeah. no, that's that's she's got to be like.
1: 30 pounds and then she can go in there so you know like right at 30 pounds pounds. well i mean she is she is
0: your baby so she'll be 30 pounds by the time she's
1: like two weeks yeah right yeah exactly
0: oh so but (laughs) awesome um but yeah this as as i like to say this is probably a great time to wrap things up and um this has been a great conversation. I've, <laughs> I enjoyed. We ever
1: this. get t-shirts made, which we keep talking about. And I need to do. Oh, we they have. It costs money. They keep. It costs money. All right. I'm this just going like to buy a screen
0: I'm, I'm just going to buy buy. Yeah, a screen. I'm going to get
1: on the back of one of those t-shirts that says, uh, "As I always say, this is a great place to wrap up." <laughs> yeah,
0: great place to wrap things up. Oh my god. Uh, that's going to be you know my my sign off. Um, I, I don't so, know what I'm going to do if I ever have to do this thing alone let uh let me uh
1: let me ask you real quick, uh, who you sure. got for the Super Bowl? Because my Bengals not not my Bengals. It just you know that, that I picked your Bengals. I, you I thought you were talking about the Commanders. No, your Commanders. Fuck up. We're not talking.
0: About
1: that. <laughs> um, I picked I picked the Bengals at the start of the playoffs. So obviously you I'm did. sticking with you them did. for the Super Bowl. Uh, who you got because obviously, when this comes out, this when we post this and record next, the super bowl will be over with. So, actually, when we talk again, it'll probably be post super bowl or right before pre super bowl. So, I got bangles. Well, I can't, I'm gonna roll with them. I got to.
0: Well, I mean, if I were to have to pick a team, I would go with the bangles. And but I will say, I expect the Rams to win, but I, I don't think okay. the bangles could beat the Rams. But I, I'm pulling for the bangles. Um I think the I would like to see the Bengals, but honestly I I think the Rams are going to win.
1: I don't know, that's what everybody thought all those other weeks when the Bengals were supposed to lose.
0: Just I saying. do love that. Yeah, I do love that meme that comes out, "Hey, we got the whole field of he's all sorted bay."
1: there's just something um, about Joe Burrow that I just love. I don't know. That's just just another thing.
0: Yeah, and I like Joe Burrow. Um but like I said, I think, on, at least on paper, they shouldn't beat the Rams. All right, we'll see. Maybe we have to all put right. a bet on it. Okay. A dollar. Gentleman's bet. Dollar? Okay, you yeah, got it. a
1: dollar. That's all. All right. So, all right, man. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tell your wife and all of them that I said hi. We don't have Penny calling us out this th- or closing it out today. But I know. Yeah, it's not the same, but that's it's all not, right. I'm,
0: I'm going to have to stop doing this one
1: without her. Yeah. This is, yeah. Just going to
0: get a pre anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, man. You have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, be safe. You know, God bless. If uh, anybody needs anything, you know, you got us and you have resources. Don't be afraid to reach out. And um, as we like to say, it's okay to not be okay. And uh, man sharpens man, iron sharpens iron.